0: Episode 49, the one where we figure out why it's so important to show up for ourselves at this time of life, how we do it, and what are some of the signs that we're actually avoiding ourselves and therefore avoiding actually being able to change. I'm going to highlight those in this episode. Join me for the ride. Kia ora. If you're a woman in midlife, this podcast is for you. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey where we tackle self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome, and overwhelm. Celebrate this second stage of life and claim your authentic confidence and courage. Midlife is not a time to settle. It's a time to unleash your purpose into the world. Make an impact done your way without compromising your own well-being. I'm Megan Kerr, Mindset Coach, former psychosynthesis counsellor and craniosacral therapist. Are you ready? Let's begin. Okay, so I want to get something straight right from the outset. We hear a lot about self-care. At its core, I think that self-care is really important. However, self-care has been hijacked by marketing to try and sell us stuff. So I don't think of self-care necessarily as buying new clothes, new shoes, getting my nails done, getting my hair done, and there is nothing wrong with those things. They are important if they're important to you, depending on your values. They can be super, super fun, but they're not the kind of self-care that I think makes a change and a difference to the way your nervous system functions. So just to note, when I talk about self-care in, in this episode, I'm meaning that deep abiding, coming home to yourself, resting the nervous system, learning how to access calm from the inside out so that you can be restored on a moment to moment, day by day. That's what I mean by self-care in this episode. So generally what happens for us in midlife is we have that change of hormones that comes along in perimenopause and then for many of us it's a slow creep into not feeling quite like we used to a few months ago or a year ago or whatever the timeline is for you. And we try and carry on doing the same things that we used to do, however they're not working and we're getting more and more worn out. And we're losing track of ourselves as an essential being and so very often when women come to my course or I work with women one-on-one a very common thing that they say is I feel stuck and I just feel so lost and I don't know what I need to do to get out of this place so this is what showing up for yourself will give you. It will help you get unstuck. It will help you get out of that place that you don't want to be in. And we have to remove guilt right from the beginning. Any guilt or shame needs to just be gone and we don't need to figure it out and fix it. We just need to know that it's not ours the guilty feelings, the thoughts, the shame, they're not the truth of who you are. It's just a layered on of belief systems, expectations, gender conditioning, all of that good stuff or not good stuff. And so we've come to this place in midlife where we're not feeling good either physically or emotionally. And the first thing we do is we blame ourselves. I did the same thing. When I was told by my doctor that my hormones were showing that I was postmenopausal and I was about 42 I was shocked I didn't quite believe it and then I started to wonder what I'd done wrong and how I could fix it and so there was layers of guilt and blame that showed up initially and took me some time to unwind it. So it's a really, really normal place that we go to when something isn't working. We, we turn our attention to ourselves in terms of what have I done wrong. And look, done well and without those layers of guilt and shame, looking at well, what might I have done to contribute to this can actually be helpful. But what it very often shows up as and what it showed up for me was, what have I done wrong? And that is further layered upon by things that we see written out there, by well-meaning persons in some helping professions, who, in my opinion, are lumping all of our perimenopausal symptoms, both physical and mental, psychological, into one basket and saying, well, if you slept better and you ate better better. And you didn't drink alcohol, you'd be fine, you wouldn't be experiencing these symptoms. We know that those things can be helpful but we also know that many women don't drink, try and get as much sleep as they can, fastidious about their diet and they still have terrible terrible symptoms. So we want to unpick this a little bit and the only way that we can take a look inside ourselves and really show up for ourselves is to take away guilt, take away self-blame, take away shame. Just put it over to the side for now. We can pick it up later if we need it. Maybe we don't need it, but it's, you know, off to the side for now. And so what's happening is we've got these symptoms arising. We're just carrying on and doubling down and trying to get it done, trying to muscle through because, damn, we are so good at that as women. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work because you've got a significant shift happening inside your body in regard to your hormones. There's a massive shift happening and it's not a gradual decline of your hormones either. It's up and down. It's a little bit all over the place for months and for many of us, years. So we need to take a different look at how we can look after ourselves and what I mean by showing up for yourself. What I really mean is putting yourself as a priority and if that means that things get left undone, things are not as tidy or as orderly as they used to be, then so be it. You need to make yourself a priority at this time of life because if we don't there's not a whole lot of us left. I mean in terms of our vitality, in terms of our Robustness for life, being in life, being engaged in life, that will dwindle if we don't really put ourselves first and show up for ourselves, right? So prioritize the self, do the self care that makes you feel at home within yourself. So, not just a quick fix, the stuff that brings you home to yourself. And it could be something really simple, it could be a walk in nature you're not rushing you're not doing it to burn calories you're not doing it to exercise you're doing it to be in nature that can be an example of some really good self-care so we're at quite a unique stage of our life in midlife because if you've had children they may well be a little older they may well be teenagers and going through their own emotional stuff and here we are As women in perimenopause menopause going through our own hormonal emotional stuff a little different to the teenager but it can still feel just as tumultuous. I started to feel better on my journey when I stopped trying to fix myself and I started taking care of myself. Can you feel the energetic difference in that? Can you feel how that's taking care of myself has a different intention, a different deeper intention than trying to fix myself and doing every diet under the sun, upping my exercise, restricting my food, pushing through and not resting. All of those things that we know we do. We know we've been able to do them in the past to get all of that stuff done that we had to do. But now, right now, we need to do it differently. And just because you're taking this time to rest more in midlife, it doesn't mean that you're always going to need to do this. So I want to look at the consequences of not showing up for yourself, right? So very often it will it will start with you're just getting a slight increase of symptoms, physical, emotional, mental. You're pushing through in the same way that you've always pushed through. Well, there's going to be a cost to that down the track and it might not come today but it very likely will hit us further down the track and then we'll have to do this massive, uncomfortable, very inconvenient recalibration because if we've based our self-worth and our self-esteem on perfectionism on people pleasing and we've gone into a lot of avoidance, these three things will take us away from being able to show up for ourselves because these are compensating mechanisms, right? They're about trying to keep the world around us okay so we don't have to deal with the conflict that will arise if we drop the people pleasing and we really say what we think. If we let go of the perfectionism and things are being turned out that are just good enough rather than perfect because we've we've lived into these patterns, these coping mechanisms, because they've kept the peace, they've kept the waters relatively smooth, and we've been able to carry the cost of that within ourselves until now. Until now, when your hormones are changing, your nervous system is changing, my goodness, your brain is actually going through a really big recalibration. And so if I was to look at, well, what are the things that I want to, need to, would be helpful for me to change that are keeping me away from showing up for myself. I would start with people pleasing, that's one of my biggies, perfectionism, and of course avoidance. And what you could even do is look at, you know, grab your journal and write yourself a a wee paragraph. I notice, I think I might be people pleasing when I, and write down some examples. I get caught in perfectionism when, and fill in the gaps. If I'm really, really honest with myself, this piece here is what I'm avoiding. And just by being radically honest with ourselves, it can feel like such a relief. Because we don't need to change everything overnight. Some of the biggest relief comes by facing into the truth of ourselves and what's not working in our relationships and so awareness is that first piece and it's such an important piece even if we're not fixing the people-pleasing even if it's taking me a number of years and I'll I'll people-please in an interaction with someone and then I'll come out of that interaction and I'll realize damn it I was people-pleasing then there was a signal from my gut that I really didn't want to do that that wasn't right for me that moment but I still said I would I still said yes even if that's still happening I've got that awareness building and that awareness is such a strong piece for us that is it helps us to build our resilience back up so you might not catch yourself in the moment with these coping mechanisms of people-pleasing, perfectionism, avoidance. There'll be others as well. You might not catch yourself in the moment. You will probably start by catching yourself on the other side of the interaction and going, why do I feel a bit ick about that? What just happened there? You can journal about it. And it will probably come to light. Oh, I said yes, when all of my gut and my body was saying no. But I just went into autopilot and I said yes. Okay, so... Then that next step would be, okay, am I going to go back and undo that, change that, have that conversation? Maybe yes, maybe no. Sometimes I would and sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I would be like, okay, well, I'm done. I've said I'll do it. I'm going to do it. I will pay more attention next time when it shows up for me in my body. And over time, I learned to slow down enough inside myself because what I was doing was feeling it, but sort of overriding that feeling inside my body and saying yes, when I meant no. But over time, I could slow down enough where I had that feeling in my body and I could pause and go, oh, you know what? I'm going to get back to you on that. I need to have a think about it. And that was a breakthrough. That was so helpful. I really love seeing women start to show up for themselves. I've seen it in my experience on my journey and I see it for the women I work with in our groups. And because we're so conditioned to be there for everyone else, that we kind of have to relearn how to show up for ourselves. And then what happens, you know, when you are showing up for yourself, you might still have the challenges. There might still be some perimenopausal anxiety, there might still be some physical symptoms showing up. But you're prioritizing yourself and your well-being in a way that really respects your values and what you need. And you can see that shift when someone's there, when someone's got that, and they actually start showing up for themselves. So how do you know when you're doing it? Well, you start to take that time out. And you might notice, actually, that there's a kickback of guilt, of, oh, I shouldn't take that time for myself, that can actually be a really positive, if we, you know, flip our perception on it, positive sign that you started to show up for yourself, that you back yourself, that you reach, start reaching out for help. Look, I'm so, so pleased that we're having more and more conversations about midlife, about menopause, I think we're the generation that is breaking through those old paradigms and it is gonna look very different for the women that come after us. And that is such a great thing. We're doing good work, not only inside ourselves, but within our communities. The more conversations we have around this, the more honest, open, vulnerable conversations we have, The more we bring midlife and menopause out of the shadows, out of the, I just have to get on with my life and pretend it's not happening because nobody really wants to hear about what happens for a menopausal woman and the symptoms that she's dealing with, well, we're bringing that out of the shadows and we are expressing that because it is just a natural, normal part of life. And we are, I believe, over time changing how it's perceived. And very importantly, this is a time where you get to create the kind of like a soulmate relationship with yourself, with your own being. And that is showing up for yourself and that is a hugely rebellious act in terms of our own gender conditioning and yet I think for me it was the way that I got through midlife was to forge a healthier, better, more loving, deeper relationship with myself ultimately this is showing up for yourself and look if you if you've if you're on track with it if this is happening if the the because the nurture hormones start to diminish in menopause and so it is actually easier for us to put ourselves first not in a selfish way it might be perceived as being selfish but it is actually about self-care, about resilience, about restoring your vitality. The reason I think this is so important is because if we don't show up for ourselves, no one else is going to do it for us. There is no one coming to save us. There is no menopausal remedy on white horse galloping into the sunset to come and rescue us we are actually having to advocate for ourselves we're having to put ourselves as a priority I mean this shows up for women if you're unfortunate enough to have a medical professional that is not up to speed with menopausal hormonal treatments then you'll know what I'm saying when I say we have to advocate for ourselves We have to do the research to understand what's going on so we can speak in a way that they can take it in. I know this can be a time when we really struggle and this is why one of the psychological medicines that we can engage is that of showing up for ourselves and putting ourselves as a priority. And if we don't do that and we're still trying to get the quick fix kind of sticking plaster approach it does make the journey more difficult and it might seem really hard to put ourselves first to drop the people pleasing and the perfectionism and the avoidance and really step into speaking our truth that can feel knee-shakingly scary, but it's it's actually the key to coming home to ourselves, to feeling at home in our lives, to being able to let go with love the woman that you were 10 years ago and embrace with appreciation the wise woman that you are now. And that you are becoming. Because she is just around the corner. And this hormonal shift of midlife is preparing the way. Your brain is going through an upgrade in midlife. And on the other side is the wise woman. And no wonder she has been denigrated as the scary ugly witch. In fairy tales and myths and movies. Because she's so damn powerful. She is so connected to herself. She is so intuitive. She knows what she wants. She knows how she wants to be in her life and she goes after it. And that is available to all of us. Every single woman. I think we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining me. I think this is such a great kōrero to listen to if you're just feeling a bit kind of like Oh, low, a bit like I'm dragging my feet. It's also friggin' hard. I think, honestly, I think it's so important that this is one of the first switches that we make that enables us to come home to ourselves, to create the second stage of life on our terms. This is what is available to us, this is our birthright. We do need to take an honest look at our coping mechanisms and that's okay. It's only scary when we're avoiding them. It's scary exhilarating when we're changing them, when we're changing our behaviours. From that place of self-compassion and empowerment, you go and get it. Okay, my friend, love you so much. I have got the next round of the Midlife Upgrade course We're enrolling for the next round. If you want more of this in your life, if you want to go from hearing about it, about this showing up for ourselves and empowering ourselves, to taking action and implementing this in your life, step by step, week by week, check out my small group course, the Midlife Upgrade course. This is what we're doing inside that. So you can just go to my website, megancare.co.nz forward slash course and all of the info's on there. All right, have an incredible, empowering day. I'll talk to you real soon.